and bienvenidos listeners and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm Brian Ernst, your host for today's festivities and in the den is Mitch Brinkman versus Nathan Head and Fit. Today our contestants will reveal and defend their top five ways to let someone down easy. We are breaking away from cliche today, folks. Although romantic relationships are fair game for this topic, we are encouraging the listeners to go outside the box as there are plenty of personal relationships that need a gentle severing of the cord. Our first contestant is the man known to some as the Ginger Prince and Nan Tuck It Red. It's Mitch Brinkman. How are you, Mitch? Hello, good evening, and thanks for having me back again. And you know what? You, you know what this week is, Brian? What is it? This week is Big Business Awareness Week. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that shake, you know that's my favorite breakfast item. That's Quaker Oats, old-fashioned oats. <laughs> put it in your oatmeal, or your oatmeal is it? Uh, or put it in your smoothie. <laughs> Quaker like oats, old-fashioned oats. Uh, my favorite thing to keep my intestines running. There you go, Quaker oats. I just pictured a big slopping blow of oatmeal, and then you added dry oats to the top for garnish. <laughs> <laughs> I always put oats on my oats. I am not lying to you. I've done that before when I had like a lot of meat the day before, thinking this will help clean things out. So uh, you know me better than you think. Whoa, how about that? And the yep. challenger is a man known to some as Nate the Faith, but to even more as Becky with the good hair. It's Nathan Henenfent. How are you, sir? Oh, look at that. Look doing, at those locks. Doing quite well. Thank <laughs> oh. you for having me. Good to be here. Oh, my Lanta. I cannot wait to see these two lists go head to head. And for our listeners, as a reminder, do not forget to stick with us until the end of the show, where I, Brian Ernst, will give you the Fast Five send-off where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five rejected 70s cop shows. And a quick message for our returning listeners. We love pleasing your ear holes and are always looking for more to fill. So please consider dropping us a review wherever you download, find podcasts, and be sure to share with your friends. And if you indeed have a topic or Fast Five you're dying for us to cover, head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestion. We may even battle it out on an upcoming episode. And for you newbies, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber you will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game, sneeze or cough, and you'll get sprayed with Lysol. I ain't taking no chances with this second wave. Mitch, you won the pre-show <laughs> KY Jelly Wrestling match, so you will go first. I Mitch, did. I need to hear your number five. Uh, th this might take me just a moment to get uh, my mouse wrangled here. My hands are still quite slippery. Hold on. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Uh, okay, here we go. Yes, of course. Yes, my number five uh, on my top five list of ways to let people down easy. This one, number five, is letting your parents down easy while rebuking their political views, your upbringing, and then also you're moving to a different continent at the same time. And you do this, you let them down easy by having a child to present them at the same time. <laughs> so you say, mom, dad, guess what? Um, I'm disgusted that you voted for Biden. I don't know why you didn't uh, vote for Joe, Joe Jorgensen. Um, how dare you? We're independent people. Um, uh, you you coddled me too much. I, I am the I am worse for wear because this world is dangerous. It has teeth and my skin is too soft and tender. And by the way, I am moving to Europe. And then uh, and then they're like a look of shock, horror and disgust. And then you say, but guess what? I made this child <laughs> and, you hold, and you hold up your brand new baby you haven't told them about yet. Um, and uh, whichever parent is more needy, you name the child after them somehow. And uh, and this will buy you an easy an easy severing, um, you know, social severing with your parents. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, of course. Hey, hey, mom, here's little Eileen'sabeth just for you. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there's there's a tougher part of this plan I haven't uh, spoken about. And that is making enough money to raise a child, of course. Um, no, I mean, having someone to have a kid with. Uh, so, you know, that's that's a little sticky part of the plan. But uh, that, that, that is an easy that way to let your parents down. That part's easier than the money, I'm yeah. sure. You, you, need a kid. <laughs> you need a kid. We'll get you a kid, all right? <laughs> also, you know, what I, you know what I'm loving about this is for everybody who knows us personally, Mitch, I think they would all bet that I am the one more likely to enact this scenario than you are. <laughs> That is that is that is probably true. You're right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're admitting that. Uh, but also, with this quarantine, whether you're in a relationship that's that's doomed to end at the end of it, or you're not in one yet, once the whole thing is over, people are going to be ready to get back out there. So this is the perfect time to find your mate uh, to put this plan into action and move far the fuck away from your parents. Uh, that is, if you uh, you know don't like them. So, um, but uh, <laughs> big caveat. Big caveat. Uh, just want to yeah. put that there. Yeah, and, and this plan works even better if you are an only child or your sibling is just like, uh, you know, professional focus and doesn't have kids and won't have kids. I mean, this is your your parents will not be mad at you uh, for for uh, for for putting up the, the, the cross to all of their their evil shit uh, and, and moving away. So. Hey, mom, dad, I know you raised me in a specific way to believe a certain way. But I don't believe that. But here's a kid that you're going to meet for five minutes, and I'm going to tear it away from you and bring it overseas. <laughs> Just wanted well, to let on. you down hold easy. I, Brian, I'm so glad you brought this up because that is that is part of this plan. <laughs> and, it, and it might be the best part of the plan of all. Maybe they could just keep it for the first couple of years <laughs> free daycare and you are free to to carouse in europe and make another kid i guess so uh but yeah so hey mommy grandma and daddy grandpa like where do i go to school now <laughs> you're going back with our with our boy who's your real dad now don't you understand <laughs> no i don't <laughs> this is great oh. this is great for a child's psyche <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just also wanted to mention this, mom, dad. If if you're listening at home, this probably won't ever happen, so you don't have to worry. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's more likely Andy who's going to pull this trick. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. So at least your parents don't have anything to look forward to with this. 
Oh mm-hmm. man, I, I I love how dark we're getting so fast. Nathan, please give me your number five. Take me down the rabbit hole with you. All right, my number five way to let someone down easy is don't. F- fuck it. <laughs> who who cares? Get the get the fuck out of here. You're you're gone. Like goodbye. Like you lost your job. Broken up. Someone's dead. There's a global pandemic. You lost the election. Whatever. Fuck you. Congrats. This this is the shitty part of your life is here. It was always coming. No one escapes it. Here it is. Fuck you. Deal with it. Sugarcoating this isn't going to make it any easier. You're going to have to process this eventually. Let's start now. You're going to thank me in the long run. The end. Goodbye. Fuck you. But 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 Nathan, you just gifted me that wonderful uh, acorn colored sweater last week. I, I thought that was a, an indication of a, of the strength of our relationship, and you're just kicking me to the curb. Life's hard, toots. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Wow that 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 has the cold smell of front door being slammed in my in my face right there. Uh, whew, well, that's this- okay. You know, this is this is an anti. This is an anti number five, right? Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, this was partially inspired by over. We're recording this for those of you listening in 2050, and I'm sure there's several of you. We're recording this during the global COVID 19 pandemic, and all the people who've been complaining about it, not wearing masks, and like, oh, I want to, I want to go back to a fucking baseball game or whatever. It's like, hey, man, you know, some part of your life was always going to be shitty. This is the part of your life that's shitty. So you got to do the shitty part of your life. And uh, yeah, so, you know, don't. That's that's number five. Just just don't. Just just whatever. Wow. I would argue that the pandemic will give everyone an incredible excuse to excuse their own shitty behavior. Through the, you know, when you finally go back to see your friends again, like, yeah, I've been, I've been talked to in 14 months. You're like, you yeah, know, the pandemic. And then they're like. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. I never called you either. Pandemic. Yeah, pandemic, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh so weren't you stuck inside um, with nothing but time and the internet at your hands and you couldn't reach out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me letting you down easy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you you didn't you didn't write that novel that you'd been talking about for uh ten years, but you had fourteen months alone in your house. Yeah, but my, my therapist says I shouldn't be so hard on myself because I'm going through it's a, a stressful and unprecedented time. So be gentle. <laughs> be gentle with yourself. <laughs> that's not oh, a real wow. that's not a real conversation I had by the way <laughs> no <but laughs> Nathan 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 why why haven't you been sharing more writing have you not been writing what's going on no 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 because he he, he goes and talks to somebody about this and then he himself comes up to himself like no 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 fuck you deal with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, wait uh, is this does this does this number five only work if you're looking into a mirror? Is that what it is? Or no, this applies to every single okay. human being who has ever lived. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Take that Heart. with a grain what? of salt. <laughs> Just a harsh. Wow. <laughs> We're not we're not we're not pulling teeth today, guys. We are we are going for the jugular. Uh, so it's time to score our number fives. That old classic phrase: "We're not pulling teeth. We're going for the jugular." 
<laughs> either either one sounds kind of rough. I, yeah, I was gonna say w- 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 without the proper tools, pulling teeth could be deadly too. I mean, it's, I, it's like the forties, and you just let them bleed out on the barn floor. But it's just a saying that meant a lot to me, and it's, <laughs> it's, it, it is tramp stamped on my lower back, and I gotta live with it. So I'm trying to apply it to every situation that I can to make uh, that 22 year old bad decision uh, worth it, uh, especially in this day and age. So, Mitch, for uh, your trauma, one, creating a child to get out of a situation and then abandoning that child so that you can continue your 30s for at least another four or five years with no remorse. It's a good plan. I'm going to give you three points. Yes. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Nathan, and you are just shocking the system. Three points as well. I mean, it's you broke the rules. Oh, you what? broke the rules, but you gave me that cold, harsh reality that me and everyone else needs at a time like this. Fuck you. Get back to life. It sucks. <laughs> hey, can't argue with that, man. So we got to move on to our number fours. Oh my God. Going back to Mitch, I need to hear your number four ways to let someone down easy. Sure. Um, this one is... Uh this one is brought to you by uh, by uh, Quaker Oats. Uh, perfect oatmeal in two and a half minutes. Um, number four is letting a potential new friendship down easy with government sanctions. Uh, and what I mean by that is this this comes this is a this is a true to life. This is ripped straight from my own headlines uh, situation here. On Thursday, we were having our weekly. Uh, what we call Club the Club on our back patio with our with our two friends that um, only people we see uh, close quarters uh, throughout all the pandemic, and um, and this gentleman just comes walking up our back stairs and is sort of standing near our back patio area, and gets Danny's attention, and is like, "Hey, hi, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, hey, so um, do you guys do you guys meet here every Thursday?" I'm like, "Yep." He's like, oh yeah, I saw. I just live across the 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 courtyard. I, I, I saw. I, I've seen you guys. And we're like, yeah, excuse cool. Me, yeah, me? we we're we're humans. We can be uh, sensed by eyes. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. And then and uh, and he goes, oh yeah, I, I just um, yeah, I noticed that you guys have been over here. And like, I haven't met very many people yet. And I'm like, oh okay. And we don't our our patio isn't giant. It's a pretty small. We're in Chicago here, it's not a giant space. And we don't wear masks during this little patio hangout that we do because these we're the only people that we see. And but this kid keeps coming like walking closer and closer. I can tell he's kind of he's just a nervous guy. He's got he's just got some weird, really like kind of awkward energy going on. And then he he's talking more and more about how um, then he mentions our laundry room is seventy five cents cheaper per load to do laundry. And he keeps hinting at it. And I'm like, all right, he just wants the code to our laundry room. All right. And like, so finally I'm like, do you want the code to the laundry room? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Cool. And I give it to him and then he doesn't leave. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, do you know, is your apartment had the same layout as like mine over there? What? And then immediately I started thinking, is this guy casing the joint? Like, is he trying to gain full access to just steal as much stuff as possible? But based on his, again, his social uh, awkwardness and the giant, like, gamer headphones he had around his neck um, and his, his jacket that he had, I could tell. I was like, this kid's just this kid's just a little off. And and I'm like, well, you know, uh, these are condos. They're all different. Your rental thing, whatever. I'm sure they're not the same, but who the hell knows? Like, you're not going to come into our house right now. And then 
Um, and then he says, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I've noticed you guys out here. And, um, and uh, you know, I actually, I've got some alcohol, too. He says that. I have alcohol, too. Which then I'm like, I am not going to invite you to stay for the rest of the night just on a whim here. Again, he's getting closer and closer. He's like inching closer. And then, and then he says, he uses the phrase, also, also, I, I just invested in a bottle of Jameson. Invested. And invested. And I, I'm like, God damn it. This kid is not going to go away. And so I, I said, oh, that sounds, I was like, that sounds great. You know, I was like, at another time, yeah, I'd love to come over. You live right over there. I was like, next next week, I'll just come over and I'll just haul your name, Patrick, and, I, and, we'll, and we'll have some of that Jameson. Sound good, bud? Sound good? And he's like, yeah, 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 sounds great. And then he takes out his phone. He goes, but like, how about we just like, you just like, how about you just take my number? And I was like, oh God. Oh my and I'm like, God. all right, Patrick. Yes. Let me, I'll just take your number. And, and I, and I took it down and then I could tell you there was that moment he was waiting because I think he thought I was going to text him or call him right on the dot. But then I just go, all right, great. I have your number. I'll text you sometime this week. And we can we can talk about that, Jameson. Okay, have a good night, dude. <laughs> and Patrick goes, oh, 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 all right, good night, and like turns and like walks away. <sighs> and you know, again, would have been way different if if we had our masks on. We could have, you know, would have made people feel more comfortable. But so with government sanctions, I can text uh, Patrick and say, man, oh, buddy, pal, oh, chief. Oh, dog. Oh, <laughs> man. Sorry. Oh, stay at home order. I don't know you. I don't know who you've been in contact with. Uh, you know, maybe when this whole crazy thing is over, but then during this whole, um, you know, also maybe you have, you have a government sanction, like you have a, a house arrest order against you because you committed a crime, <laughs> that kind of thing. Also a great way to avoid friendships. Uh, but I, you know, with this, you should send photos um, maybe your favorite tequila, like a fun bottle of tequila, you know, like, Ooh, like when we get to hang out, we'll share this Patrick, you know, share some things that, that keep him excited or, or, or keep them thinking that, that you will be friends. <laughs> I invested in this bottle of Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what, are the, what are the long-term text- prospects on a bottle of Cuervo? I don't, I don't think that's a good, that's not in my portfolio right now. No, maybe it is I've not. been, maybe I've been misled. Cuervo's the penny stocks I, of investing in booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like also like maybe you get a PS5 and you'd be like, oh dude, look at this PS5. We're gonna play one day and you know, have Madden and the GTA in your hand like fanned out, you know, like you're like a Russian 12-year-old showing off what you have on the internet. Um <laughs> you know, that like cliche. Maybe, maybe send them a, a picture of like a big old fresh steamy plate of nachos that you're like, oh, if it wasn't for this stay-at-home order, we'd be we'd be splitting these, my man. You know, uh, sport, uh, big guy, and um, then you just eat the nachos. So, man, um, Mitch, this is the best I, way. You're, you have to if this is the plan you're employing, then you have to be praying for this vaccine to be delayed as long as possible. Because <laughs> if if they come out with this vaccine tomorrow and tens of thousands of lives are saved, you are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm planning on is one, once the vaccine comes out, we will no longer do the Thursday club because we'll be able to hang out kind of all the time with people, other places. Uh, and, 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 and the club, club, the club will, will no longer seem all that incredible anymore. Right. Cause you know, we'll be able to go to real places again. And then Patrick will just like come up our back steps and like look for us every Thursday and we won't be there. So, um, 
So just let me get this straight. Your your plan yep. is to take the number of this potential friend. Yep. Continuously text him, rubbing in his face all the cool things he's not doing with new friends. And then when this is all over, be like, yeah, you missed out on all that. We can't do that ever again. So what, what is your recourse after the world comes back on? Well, so, so I'll say that, you know, once this comes back on, like we could do things like this, but then I'll text them less and less, you know, I'll maybe send them a max of four texts and it'll be all like maybe in the first two weeks, if that. Uh, but then by that point, you know, he will have gone back to his life and he will have hopefully people to hang out with again. Um, but, uh, you know, the recourse, I guess, will then be, or I'll just get caught in a friendship where I have to go drink, you know, Jameson with this guy, Patrick, who needs a laundry code. And uh, I think he just uh, wants, doesn't, he doesn't just understand wants, social cues. He just wants your underpants. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I, he I, wants. I am also hoping that uh, because, you know, D- Danny and I and our friends look younger than what we are, I'm hoping that once he like realizes how old I am because I'm sure he's like 23 or 24. Then he'll be like, uh, I don't know if I can connect with this guy who's, who's, uh, who's 10 years older than me and I'll, and I'll be okay with that. So, well, we know Mitch's very detailed plan of keeping the Patrick away. So we will move on to Nathan, your number four, please. All right. My number four. And I, I know that we're not trying to be cliche and we're not trying to cover this one too much, but this is a relationship one. This is a relationship one, and it's called The Big Gift. And a a theme that will be through the rest of my list is I believe that it's best to start planning for having to let someone down easy because it's an inevitable part of life. And you don't know what's going to happen. So just start laying the groundwork for all of these. So anyways, The Big Gift. So this is going to work best for those of you who live near the ocean. All right. Okay. <laughs> and 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 step number one is you're going to want to become an expert lockpick. Okay. OK. OK. Then you're going to then you're going to start committing a series of burglaries in your neighborhood. Got it. Make sure everybody is reporting their thefts. There's been a homeowners association meeting uh, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this. And uh, if it looks like it's all done by the same perpetrator, that's good. Make it look like, you know, make it as believable as possible. The wet bandits, yes. The wet bandits, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, burglar your own home and take every item that is most precious to your girlfriend and put it into storage. Now, you're going to want to save up and you're going to you're going to buy a small studio apartment to have on standby that overlooks the water. <laughs> Make sure it has a dishwasher, but you know, if it doesn't have a rooftop pool or in unit laundry, that's okay. You don't want to break the bank here. Yeah. Uh, but be also now you're gonna to want to put yourself on the mailing list of every animal shelter in your area. Okay. Then you're gonna surprise you're gonna surprise your girlfriend at work. You're gonna have flowers, you're gonna have chocolate. You tell her you have the big surprise waiting for you that you've had planned for months. You take her to the new studio apartment, stand on the balcony watching the sunset over the bay, pop the bottle of champagne, bring in the new border collar rescue that you uh, had just adopted that morning. Now you show her the replacements, in quotes, of all of the items that had been burgled, which are now here in the new place. Now, at this point, 
You can go ahead and tell her that you were smoking a joint upstairs, went down to heat up three frozen pizzas at once, smelled spoke upstairs, ran up to find the curtains on fire from the joint you left at the bedside table, then ran back downstairs, found that the kitchen was on fire from the pizzas you were cooking, and you barely escaped with your life, but despite your best efforts, the whole house is gone along with her two Burmese mountain dogs. Boom. You're in the clear. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So this is so this is the elaborate scheme to move your girlfriend out of your place and break up. No, 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 no. You're you still want to be together. You're just you're just you're just giving yourself an insurance policy for the worst case scenario. That's all. <laughs> okay. That is not how I interpret it. I thought you found new dogs burgled her own stuff to get this studio apartment to put all of her old stuff into telling her it's new yeah murdering her old animals at the old yeah. place so no 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 you're, you're not murdering anybody this is just in case you fuck up this badly you've got an out so what do you do with the current animals that you had to fake replace at the new place well I mean, you enjoy them for as long as they're alive until your irresponsibility kills them. I mean, that's what you do with all pets. Okay, what if, I don't like. What if she decides she, to drive back to where the your old house is to see if it's still there? Are you? Did you burn down the no, house just no. in case? I I'm saying no, no. You didn't intentionally burn it down. It just happened, but you have a plan for contingency purposes. So, you know, she's not going to be mad at you, despite the fact that you're terrible, because you already you happened to do this wonderful thing ahead of time. But she doesn't know it was a plan. So so if she's not like, (laughs) great, I love this studio apartment with no in-unit laundry, but it overlooks the beach. Yeah, she thought it was going to be a bonus. For every for the rest of her life, she thought this was going to be an addition. <laughs> like you know, you lived in the suburbs, but now you've got this place where you can escape for romantic little weekends away, and you have a third dog you're adding to the house. And so you had really gone above and beyond, and that had always been the plan. But then it just so happened that you <laughs> fucked the rest of her life up. Okay, and so now you're not and you're not terminating this relationship. You're, well, you're hopefully con- not. So God no. But now you have just <laughs> you have just added how many hours round trip to your commute to go to this new studio at the beach when you're a city sh- suburban guy? Like, aren't you adding more work for yourself in the grand scheme of things? Well, yeah, but <laughs> if if I if I had bought a studio apartment down the street that overlooks a fucking Wendy's, she's not gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how all of this is just in case you decide you don't like her anymore. No, no, I, you're 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 failing to understand the point. Is that I still love her. I just, if the worst thing that could ever happen happened due to my own irresponsibility, okay. I'm trying to give myself a safety net. I'm trying to take her day from a one out of ten to a three out of ten because then I might have a fighting chance to stay in it. Okay, Got so it. okay, okay. So, so you're saying if so, this is just in case anything horrible happens, you have a studio apartment ready to go, with with a dog or, yeah. or dogs. Like you have a list of dogs you always have ready to be like, I can adopt one at the at the at the blink of a hat. Or, or, well, you're, or the, you're you're keeping you're keeping oh, yeah. tabs on it. You're keeping tabs on it in real time. Yeah. Got it. Okay. 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 So so uh, it looked it looks like you had been saving money and built which you wish you have, but it. it looks like this was all like 
this is a just a symbol of your devotion. And then the the burning of her house or whatever the, the circumstance may be, that was just a hypothetical. But in whatever way you had ruined the rest of her life, that was just an accident. But this was intentional. Okay, this... That that is All clear right. finally now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I just uh yeah, got it. Uber Uber Cinco, where the contestants confuse the hell out of the host, <laughs> blow you to the moon and drop things at the blink of a hat. So just... <laughs> how the hell am I gonna score this round? I you know, um oh, I mean I, my... the number the number three isn't that hard to say. <laughs> uh, no, it is. It is so hard to say because I don't think I'm still fully invested in this plan. So Nathan, you're only getting one point for this round because your your specificity was not clear, and that is a big deal to me. Uh, Mitch, you know what? You just gotta cut the cord with this guy. Just tell him I don't like you to your face. And just go with the don't aspect of this. I think you kind of need it. So I'm going to give you two points because you could have gone a little bit more cutthroat, I think, on this and just been like, bro, you got to go. But it's an you, easy you tr- letdown. That's the whole thing is the easy you, letdown. It's not the but here's the, not thing. the you cauterizing tr- no, no, slice. No, 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 no. You tried the easy letdown and it wasn't working. So you have to go to a plan B, which is sever all ties. Okay, maybe, maybe Patrick... The easy letdown won't work with him. You're right. Yeah, maybe that's the case. but Which is why I couldn't bring myself to put a number three on that bad boy. I hope you understand. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we are moving to number three. Mitchell, please yeah. bring us into it. So this one, um, I love letting people uh, down easy with this one. And that is uh, the very sad face and the shruggy shoulders or the or the hands out like you've tried. Uh, w- w- when a door closes, you know, between you and another person, <laughs> you're on the train, you're on the way to work, you're leaning against, you know, the, the partition, you're reading a great book, you're into it, uh, you-, you hear the ding dong, you know, like bing, doors closing, you know, and you're like, okay, doors cool. Closing. And then you look up just as you like, you finish a page, you look up and someone's like, you know, they've got a, a, a canvas bag, a backpack, and they're, you know, a shirt and tie on. They're like, I'm an intern at a trading firm. Help, you know. And then you're like, <laughs> only only oh, no. described as chugging. They are yeah. chugging along. <laughs> yeah. And then you look up and you go, huh? Yeah. Oh, oops. Like your, your eyebrows go up and your forehead, you know, it, it, uh, it, uh, you, you get those wrinkles and your, your shoulders shrug a little bit. Maybe you step forward, a mo- you know, step towards the door a little bit, put a hand up as if you're going to like, maybe touch the door and then you go, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And then it closes. Then you got to retract uh, the hand. You got to retract the hand because for your own safety, you tried, you can't put yourself in danger. They got to understand. Or or you can do it in the, in the elevator scenario. You can, you can point over towards the buttons, but they can't see. So you you look like you, you're, pushing that you're pushing that finger multiple you're times but actually waving. yeah you're just you're just hitting air you're not you know or, or you're actually just hitting the door close button much faster <laughs> I was like, that's dangerous because if you're hitting air and they get in they they, they find a little spurt of speed then they're like oh well you just you just doing like a mid-air you know button press what the fuck pal and then you know I mean, I mean, that's a very special person to do that in a confined space like that. Um, it is true that most people, you know, want to avoid any and all confrontation in, a, in an elevator. 
True. One of my favorite tests of that, if you're at a mall, my favorite place to do it is the Mall of America in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota. You get into an elevator and then you turn the other way. You stand with your back to the door <laughs> and just, just and just look at people and just see who yeah. who who will look back at you, who just stares at the floor, <laughs> who looks up at the ceiling like, oh my god, there's art up there. It's a it's a it's a metal it's a sheet of metal. I need to look at it right now. Um, and, and say you're probably wondering why I asked you all here. <laughs> <laughs> When I when I worked in the John Hancock building here in Chicago, which if anybody listening in uh, in Kathmandu doesn't know, it's it's a hundred stories tall. Uh, I was I worked on the thirtieth floor, and I got on the elevator to go down all the way to the first floor, and I'm standing like in the back corner up against the wall, and then somebody gets on at the twenty ninth floor, and then she stood like she came and stood right in front of me, just right in front of me, and then we go down to the twenty eighth floor. And the door is open and another person gets in and she looks at us and she she was like, uh, okay. And she she stood right in front of the other person. So we we stood there for 28 floors all the way down, standing single file. <laughs> it was the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone ever. Wow. I, I have a follow-up question for the both and, of you. And and there was a mirror. Like the the doors were mirrored. So, so we were we were other. and and I'm six foot three. I'm six foot three and we went like 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 the uh, the Russian uh dolls in the so it was like we were all like all of our eyes were just like locked into each other's over in the mirror. Truly oh a God. nightmare. Wow. I have a follow-up question. Have you ever done where you are walking towards the elevator and you are preemptively know that someone's coming down the hall. So you pick up your pace a little bit to hit the button faster, to get into the elevator faster, to, to make sure this moment doesn't even happen. Uh, only every single fucking time I've gotten into an elevator. <laughs> I just wanted to know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> what, what I do is if, if I'm that second person behind someone else or if someone's in the elevator... I won't walk, so I'm in uh, eye shot of them. I'll, I'll like go off to the side and wait for the door to close, cause like I don't want to have to, you know, have someone be like, uh, 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 or whatever, you know. Um, and so and I, gotta, I just I just step off to the side and I wait. So and then you got to do that awkward pause where you're waiting. You have your finger one inch away from the button, and you're waiting for their door to close. And yep. you wait the yep. extra three seconds to make sure the elevator started moving while everyone is watching you as your inch. Go, okay, I got the button now. Now it's okay to press the button. I was waiting. You saw, we saw what was happening. I did the right thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and I, 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 I once, I, I once lost a. Up, 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 Mitchell. Go ahead. Go. I would say if, if, if this is more and more elevator, go for it. Cause I, but I have one more door yeah. situation that, that I, I want to speak to. I once saw somebody lose a bet. I can't remember where I was, but I was at a hotel and I saw somebody lose a bet because we were on like the 15th floor or something. And this guy bet somebody he could run down the stairs faster than we could <laughs> take the elevator. And so somebody was like, yeah. And so they bet like a hundred bucks. And then we got in the elevator and he started running off towards the stairwell. And we got in the elevator. We realized he had already pressed every single button on the way down. So we stopped <laughs> at every floor. <laughs> Genius, and he was waiting in the lobby of the hotel, ready for his hundred dollars to be paid for him. I mean, <laughs> hey, it works, uh, Mitchell. What is your fun. other door, do, other door scenario? 
Oh yeah. So, uh, and and this one is because me personally, if I don't have to touch a bathroom door handle, I love that. Like if, if I can if I can catch on with someone else, you know, I, I love to draft. You got to draft. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Drafting in and out of the restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so I so I will, if if I do have to touch the knob, I'll look behind me and I'll check. Is there someone coming behind me? I will. You know, I'll I'll, I'll wait a little bit for them. But sometimes people, they just have these like loping, slow ass gates, you know, and you're holding the door for them. And then I'm like, uh, and then you get the, you know, the eye- eyebrows up, you know, the, 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 the furrow brow. And you're like, eh, sorry. And then you close it. But then if that happens, I have to pee and wash my hands as quickly as possible. Like I have to yes. get in and get out. I can't be peeing near, near that person. Um, and, and who knows? Like, cause of course I'm sure most people care about 20% of the amount that I care about these social situations. But like, you know, that's just my brain being like, they're going to think I am such a douche because I didn't hold the door for them <laughs> and I wasn't polite. And now I made them touch the fucking germ riddled handle because uh, men are pigs and they don't wash their hands and uh, they're just vile. Um, but uh, uh, but then that 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 like that ticking clock that's in your head then when you let the door close you're like all right business time let's let's freaking do this um so yeah that's 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 the other situation that i uh think about often which thank god they don't have doors that close at sports stadiums because i can't imagine the amount of just weird social interactions that that my brain would uh would would uh flag as like this is horrible you know so um You'd one time, be- one time, I peed next to Danny Ainge at the United Center. That's a true story. Wow! Uh, for, for those of you <laughs> listening uh, in Wisconsin, um, or Minnesota, or any place except Boston or Phoenix, Danny Ainge is a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame ba- basketball player. No, 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 no. Okay, he was a, he was a he was a, a multiple NBA championship winning basketball player for the Boston Celtics. An All Star, though. Current, he was at least current, an All Star. Current executive for the Boston Celtics. Okay, oh, you know what? Here's a question: uh, What's your favorite Danny Ainge moment of his of his entire career, Brian? Go. Uh, yeah, that no, would have been Brian for Brian. <laughs> oh. <for> Brian. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that part where he quit and became an executive—that was my favorite part. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I was that was just, good. That was, that was good. That was good. Jokes. Jokes. I'm 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 not going to answer because anything recognizing Danny Ainge's basketball career would be so boring. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think we'd talk about elevators that much. This round has been all ups and downs. <laughs> Nathan, can you give us your number three, please? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is again going into my theme of you want to be prepared. You want to really do the homework ahead of time because sure. you never know what might come come up in life. So the really first buy thing, all the weapons and tools needed to hide the body before you commit the crime. Yeah, we know. Okay. This one's very much in the other direction. So in this one, the first thing you're going to want to do is figure out how to fraudulently manipulate your tax returns. Easy. So Next. you provide documentation of massive debt and claim several dependents, but they cannot be your children. This is important. Not children. Then you're going to approach your local priest, uh, Father uh, Mac- McElhaney or uh, O'Malley. Um, I assume all priests are Irish based on my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to tell them that you have heard the Lord calling them into their vocation. 
Uh, but you have to explain with your documentation how you can't afford to pursue the priesthood through the formal and immersive seminary experience. And you're going to have to do Catholic night school or whatever. And uh, it may take several years, but you're only going to be able to do this Monday through Wednesday because those are the nights that are not going to interfere with your social calendar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to, as as your life goes on, when you pursue romantic relationships only date catholic women only catholic women all right so when it gets a little more serious than you ever intended you know you thought it was like a weekend fling but next thing you know you're buying a dog together uh you can spring the news on her that a divine vocation has called you to a life of celibacy in service of the lord and this is going to be especially effective if you're out of state and like you have to drive across country all night to break the news to her because that feeling of guilt deep down in your soul was telling you it was too important for a phone call, but so urgent she needed to know immediately. Actually, I also know, I know a guy who actually did this. Um, <laughs> but So then when she claims that you're being selfish, just remind her how unfair it is to be jealous of her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Offer her a penance of uh, 10 Hail Marys and the act of concretion. Sit back and enjoy as her family and friends console her after the breakup, but she only responds by saying how proud of you she is of you and your commitment to your faith. <laughs> so th- wow. This is I thought this was letting people down easy. All these sound so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're not a de- you're not a devout Catholic like the women in this scenario who you know, if they are truly devout Catholics, this would be a win for them. Having someone they love become a priest. Oh, my God. What an honor. Wonderful. OK, here now. Do, do they have to be a, a current practicing Catholic or raised Catholics? I feel like there are a bunch of people that were raised Catholics, but very few real Catholics left. If you want this to work, they're going to have to be practicing. Jesus. So where the hell do you find real Catholics? I don't know any real Catholics. <laughs> I well, I would reckon there's one place I would recommend. It's called a Catholic church. <laughs> you can often find some there. <laughs> I've 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 heard those are kind of ghost towns these days, just a bit. Um Heyo. The architecture is quite nice. Okay. <laughs> the the money has I, to go somewhere. You know, I think also, like, I, 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 I get this and I understand this, but also th- it alarms me that you would have a relationship that were your states away, too. No, no, you, like, you can just plan a fishing trip, you know, whatever you need to do. Just Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so it's like, a temporary part of it is you have to have a long-distance relationship. No. I get this. I mean, I mean, I have had plenty of those in my life, but... Uh, yeah. This, a, it's not it's not necessary. I mean, this is the US and A, baby. We can uh we can, you know, we can drive for eight hours and be a few states away in no time. It's fine. Yeah. I I've, I, I, I've actually Go ahead. Uh, I was saying, I've experienced a reverse one of these before. One of my favorite priests as a kid, when I was being raised Catholic, uh, Father Dick, uh he he let us down easy as a flock, um, a congregation, because he fell in love with a woman and wanted to leave so he could, you know have sex and uh, do do a marriage. So, um, Hey, guys, I, I got to get out of here because I got a pork, all right? So uh, <laughs> hanging up the collar, moving on to his, uh, got to move on, all right? So uh, take her easy, and uh, we'll see you later. 
Papa this, got this, to lay some pipe. All right. This this priest was from the southwest side of Chicago, apparently. <laughs> where else? Where else would you be from? All right. We're gonna get a Polish and we're gonna hit the road. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I just pictured Nathan coming up with this plan, getting a little toasty, taking us out to a bar, and like, guys, 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 this plan's going to be so easy. All I got to do is find a devout Catholic, start this possibly long-distance relationship or a quick fishing trip. Uh, I'm going to lie to her for a long time while I'm taking these classes. I'm going to become a priest instead of just saying, hey, it ain't working out. <laughs> so... Pretty good idea, huh? <laughs> and we'd probably be three sheets of the wind. We'd probably be like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, man. You, you really thought this one through. So, uh, wow. What what a round three. So, uh, go for it. I, I hear, I'll say, here's another way. To, to get rid of a devout Catholic um, partner of yours, just say you prefer Francis over John Paul II. I think that's, you know, um, oh. I think it's easy. <laughs> Bam! That's, oh, I could I could talk for an hour on that subject. Um, <laughs> Wham, yeah. Brian's like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I get it. I know enough about history <laughs> and the present times. Yeah. Pa- papal, in, papal infallibility. Well, they're infallible, <laughs> except for when I disagree with them. Uh, anyways, exactly. anyways, that's probably enough of that topic. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so, too. I think it is time to score the number three. Uh, Mitchell, I this is an all-too-familiar scenario, so you're getting the full three points for it, of the elevators closing and the awkwardness that comes with it, trying to draft behind a uh, ne'er-do-well peer and or pooper. Uh, Nathan... I'm going to give you two points because, again, this, is, this sounds like a lot of work, and I, I'm really trying to work with you here. But for, I mean, I guess you are letting her down easy by rattling and crushing her entire life. So the one shit that... I just don't think you care about people's feelings as much as I do, Brian. I just think... <laughs> I, I think you're looking at it a different way. I think you wanted to let her down easy, but what you're actually telling her is... Hi, the man you love and was going to give you a family is leaving forever. So, two sides of the same coin? I don't know. Let's move on to number two. Mitch? Yeah. So, my number two, this is also another romantic one. This is when you're letting down a partner easy. And um, perhaps you've been been dropping hints about uh, maybe you're not so happy anymore. But they're just not picking them up. So this is you're gonna you're gonna throw a can of gas on the fire, if you will. And this is when you open up about your sordid criminal past, whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter. But what you want to do is select a crime, you know. So again, so it's an easy extrication here. Select a crime that that truly shows how much of a piece of shit you are, mm. but doesn't. Uh, involve her in a criminal conspiracy at all you know like you're not like she didn't accidentally help you hide a body or you know tamper with evidence but you really are a gross piece of crap like maybe you stole from like a children's uh charity foundation something like that uh maybe you bamboozled your your grandma and and were you know cashing her social security checks for the past uh couple years hopefully you weren't buying her you know anything with with grandma's money and so then this will be that this will generate the 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 quality amount of disgust in this partner 
um, where they'll be happy with with the relationship ending. And, uh, you know, you feel guilty, but y- your heart is just so hardened um, and full of coal and just you, you just want to do so much crime and you feel like you can't do as much crime as you want to around her um, or, or, or him. And uh, and so so it so it's got to end, you know, but they're not in danger of jail time. But, you know, you really are just a slimy piece of garbage. And, you know, uh, they should they should they should. Uh, exit the blast radius, if you will. You know, uh, maybe the next crime is gonna go over the line. You know, may- maybe you will have to go states away, and and you don't want them uh, to get to get dirty um, in the in in the blast. So um, that's my that's my number two. I I don't know what kind of lives you guys have lived, but burying a body together is one of the most romantic things you can do <laughs> on a date. <laughs> the lady and I buried another body by. By headlight in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> oh, while well, we shared a nice Chianti with a side of fava beans. Um, <laughs> what kind of, uh, of criminal do you think in recent history w- would have gone through with, with said scenario? Is there a serial killer you have in mind or, or somebody else oh. that may have put this into effect? Oh, I think, uh, you know... Not a killer necessarily, because those I feel like that because because they won't feel good about like if if you say like, hey by the way I've been killing people for the past twelve years or you know whatever three years they're gonna be like holy fuck you're a psycho get away from me mm-hmm. and they'll hate you at at the end of it this way you know if you say guess what I've been embezzling uh from you know my but from my sick grandma they'll be like. I'm glad I'm away from you, but, but I don't, I don't physically feel uneasy to be around you, you know? Cause like, I'm not, I'm not like an old person who can get taken advantage of, you know? So it's that fine line you have to walk where like, they don't feel physically sickened or afraid to be around you, but they don't want to be with you in a romantic setting. We're talking I feel, about I'm feeling so much better. Yeah. I'm feeling so much better because I felt like I had gone way too dark on this. And now, now I know Mitch is coming down to the depths of the cellar with me. This is, this is comforting. These are, these are I, fr- I am rolling around in the mud, you know, rolling around in the mud for sure. These are fractions of pennies that get rolled off into account. It's the pennies for everyone jar, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Superman 3. <laughs> um, exactly. That's exactly. The kind of, that's, that's the kind of criminal you're, you're needing to be in said scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Not the and, bury uh, bury a body together criminal. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if if you if you've been together for I'm gonna say more than five years, you might have to like start another family or you might have to, you know, assume an identity and go on some trips and you know, mm-hmm. do you know, uh really live in another person's skin, uh if you will, to really creep this person out enough to wanna, you know, to be okay with breaking up with you or for the for the relationship to end. Um, so it it is a very fine line to walk, um, but yeah, and if I mean if if all else is lost, I guess you could murder, but that's not going to be an easy letdown. They are going to be very afraid of you, and it's it's you know, uh, and that next time you see them uh, in, in the bulk coffee aisle at Whole Foods, you won't be able to say, "Hey, you know, Trish, how you doing?" You know, and then her go, oh, <laughs> "Trish." <good."> and they, <laughs> and they, <laughs> She'll she'll still clutch her purse because she's afraid you might you know pickpocket her or something like that and and pay with her her Amex. But yeah, what's uh, that conversation? She's not afraid like, of dying. Oh, you get that murderer under control. 
That's good. I'm glad you <laughs> talked to somebody. That's, you look healthy. You look real good. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, so um, we're, we're, we're on the same page now of what kind of criminal you need to be to let this uh, romantic yeah. partner down easy. So, Nathan, your number two, please, to go against Mr. Criminal over here. All right. I call this one the Shell Corporation. All right. This is for folks out there in middle management. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take a lesson in speaking with uh, a German accent. Or it can be any accent. doesn't have to be German. Any language you choose. But you want to become really good at at least one foreign accent because you're going to have to use this later. Then you want to buy an office building like like an old abandoned office park like, you know, in in strip mall. The ones that you see vacant uh, with... You know, the four rent signs that, you know, are going to be demolished in six months or so. They're going to be on the cheap. Go ahead, dive in there and get one. Uh, have that on standby. Have a cleaning crew once in a week. Keep it looking good. Have uh, the Wi-Fi connection in top notch. Keep the fridge stocked with iced coffee and string cheese. Then when Bernie from accounting just hasn't been pulling his weight, but you know he's a good guy at heart and he's got a wife with terminal shingles and two kids that have <laughs> they, they need thousands of dollars a year to support their lacrosse habit. Ugh. At this point, just tell him he's been transferred to the office across town as part of the restructuring happening because the overseas corporation has just bought bought you out. And it just so happens to be from a country whose primary language is from whatever accent you just learned. So he won't be reporting to you. He'll be reporting directly to the CEO of that corporation uh, whose email account you have created. And uh, you're also going to want to have a fake HR account just to be on the safe side. Easy. Sure. sure. Then you're going to send 30 of your most trusted team members to work remotely from the new location for two weeks alongside Bernie. But then you're going to cut off all of his payment and his benefits. You're going to effectively terminate him. Then when his paychecks don't clear, his doctor won't accept his insurance. When he tries to have corns removed from his left foot, he's going to be calling to complain. But you'll already have rerouted any phone calls from his new office straight to yourself. You speak in your new accent. You give him the runaround with every excuse you can possibly think of. Eventually, with enough stonewalling, lack of payment, lack of benefits, Bernie will quit of his own accord and your conscience will be clean. (laughs) Wow. I mean, one, another easy letdown that involves buying real estate. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Two two real estate transaction listed out. Love it. I mean, again, this is is how much I care about other people's feelings. (laughs) But this one I follow. So this is great. So what's brilliant about this is you only have to learn the accent for the calls that get routed to your phone. You don't have to have this accent up for years leading up to this because you've transferred into the new corporation. I think this is brilliant. Yeah, you don't have to learn the language either. I mean, you can you can just babble gibberish in the accent. You know, be like, oh, please hold blah, 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 blah in a French accent and, and it'll seem legit. I don't think this I don't think you're done with your number two until you actually do the French accent for us, though. Yeah, I was going to say you have to do an accent. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah okay, my French. I've actually been working on this. Um, OK, uh, Hey, I'm a French guy and I like baguettes. Pretty good, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow. Hi, boss. My name's Bernie. Uh, where's my money? I'm not getting any money from my kids' lacrosse habit. Oh, I'm, 
I'm too busy being sad and writing poetry next to the river. See? See? Oh. I'm French. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? Oh. <laughs> I'll be back in two weeks. You must be weeks. next to the river cheese. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I'll be back in two weeks from Nice to help you out with said scenario. Uh, this is great. I, I like this number two a lot. This is, uh, I, I have no other comments except for Mitchell. Would you like to weigh in? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to poke a couple holes in this thing. Please, please. Uh, you said, again, you mentioned that the kids lacrosse obsession or habit. Uh, lacrosse gear in total would cost you maybe max around four to $500, depending on where you get it. So that whole thousands of dollars a year, it's not really ringing. Yeah, yeah, look, look, Mitch, look, Mitch, 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 I don't know how shitty your kids are at lacrosse, (laughs) but mine are going to the best camps in the fucking country for weeks at a time and room and board is not free. So thank you very much. Got it. Got it. Sorry. Excuse me, because... Who, you know, who would know uh, besides the one person in this Zoom call who's played lacrosse before on a team? Yeah, we don't care uh, me. because, okay. you know what, lacrosse camp does not allow monthly payments. You got to pay that shit in advance to get Nathan's horrible lacrosse kids into good shape, all right? <laughs> That's true. Okay, that's true. All right. Uh, sorry, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, just trying to test the waters here, trying to, you know— Provide a little pushback here, maybe you know. Uh, I'm really trying to win. I would like to win. That that that's what it is. So I get that. I get that. And I was very pleased with this round. I, I I love the criminality of Mitch's, and I love the very uh uh, uh the specificity, as it will, of Nathan's plan to uh I will say this the the Milton the office space Milton approach, and you basically both made me talk about office space in number two. So that's that's three points to both of you. That that's real good. So we got to move on to number one to wrap this thing up. Mitchell, please give us your number one way to let someone down easy. Absolutely. This is another um, ripped straight from the headlines of my own life. Um, only I was I was unwittingly a part of someone else's easy letdown. So. Oh, my. Okay. This is you let a late night drunken flirt down easy by giving the wrong number but it's somebody's number who you know will be entertaining for them or this person will enjoy the the attention of this lusty individual that you've met. So from my own experience, this is years back, 2012, whatever it is, I go to a wedding uh, with my friend Maggie Pelka. The wedding's over. She goes home. Uh, the bar we were at afterwards, hanging out with people, I met some other random people there. The party continues. I, I keep hanging out with some folks. I, I meet a young lady. We we, we talk uh, all night. We're having fun. Um, I give her my number. Um, we, we both go home. Monday comes, two days later, and I get a text from this number Monday morning being like, oh, my God, Saturday night was like, oh, such a wild ride or whatever. And I'm like, holy crap, this is the girl. Awesome. Start texting her. I find out in about 10 minutes after this person mentions, uh, asks, uh, uh, how come you didn't come back, uh, to the room at the, at the, uh, at the holiday inn on Saturday, like we were having such a nice time. How come you didn't come back to the room? And I was like, what the, I was very confused. Turns out someone in New Jersey met a woman at a holiday inn bar and gave her my number. And this woman texted me. And we texted for like 45 minutes on my way to work. <laughs> and uh, and then 
I finally figured it out that it wasn't the same. This wasn't the same woman. And 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 the the woman I met never texted me. But so I continued to text with this lady for like two years on end. Every now and again, she would text me. Like it was normally like late at night. Uh, she had a couple kids. She was a bit older. And um, but it, like it took a long time to figure it out. And uh, this woman also had had like kind of a sordid uh, dating um, history. At one point, she texted me. She was she um, was dating a guy who lived uh, out of his truck and his uh, storage facility, and he wanted her to be with him and marry him so he could get dental insurance. Um, and, yeah, not medical. Yeah, just dental. <laughs> Right, right, oh, yeah. And I, I remember that. I remember that one weird detail. I was like, "What a weird thing! Why not just all the insurance? Why just dental?" But so I randomly came across a screenshot from one of my conversations with this woman, and I'm going to share this with you very quickly. Uh, and um, again, I, I I don't have a lot of context here, but basically, uh, I'm texting first here, and I I'm only getting half of a text here. But my text says, "Beef lunch for tomorrow." period watching basketball um maybe i'm maybe i'm making some beef for tomorrow's lunch i don't know but at that point i was watching basketball and this woman was going to minnesota at this time this is like june this is june 5th like 2013 so this is like a year later from when we first texted and i said why are you going to minnesota for she said i need a taste of that beef uh what huh blah, blah, blah. a month later she texts back. I didn't respond to that. She texts, I got the bouillon taste on my lips. I said, if you can taste bouillon, you're ready for some real beef. <laughs> Wait, you said that back? This is, I said back. Okay. And I, I want to say, I normally only, I only texted her when I was like late at night after some drinks. And it's like, you know, you're out with friends and you get bored or whatever. And kind of like, oh, let me see if, well, let me see if there's any, can drum up any weirdness or some stories with this, this random text number. And uh, <clears throat> then she says, I'm with an ear, nose, and throat doctor, but mostly throat. Um, and for for, the, for and those of uh, you who aren't watching uh, the video of this, me and Brian's eyebrows have both like gone past our <laughs> scalp all the way to the back of our head. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, and then and then to that, I I said, "What's the diagnosis? Irish siren." Question mark? Because she she was of Irish descent, this woman, and so it was those kind of like weird, sexually tinged text messages or whatever. But it it always made for a good story. You know, we were never in the same state. Um, it was always weird and random. It wasn't like we didn't text all the time. Nothing like that. And so if you can let someone down easy by directing them towards someone that's fun to text, make them forget. Uh, of your meeting late night at whatever crappy holiday and bar you're at. Um, if you're if you're in the position of giving the fake number, make sure you vet your numbers. You know, maybe it's an acquaintance and you know someone like fun. Share their number. You know, there's a good chance it, it, it won't get back to you. Who knows? Um, or just like this guy, roll the dice, roll the dice, and give out a random number, a random number, and hope hope it turns out well. Um, but. I have to say, though, uh, from this uh, very sad story of this woman being left to wait for a guy somewhere in a Holiday Inn and him never returning uh, came to be a, a, a pretty nice uh, little story, I think. So I think that is a great way to let someone down easy. Make sure there's someone on the other end to text them back, though, um, that will enjoy it. So 
there it is. There's my number one. Um, it can work sometimes. So I mean, it was it was a really good fortune that it was uh, somebody whose uh, gender and romantic inclinations actually matched up because it was like some dude named Trent who drove a pickup truck on the other end of the line. Things may not have gone as well between you and Trent. <laughs> There's always yeah. a Trent. That is different. And 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 what what I think happened was the the guy who gave out a fake number. He was from Minnesota, but lived in Jersey. So my guess is he gave out his number, but just changed a couple, like flipped a two and a seven or whatever, and a four and a zero or whatever. And so gave out my number instead. Um, but like based on based on uh, this woman's decision-making and sort of like, I, I don't remember all the stories, but I, I remember the feeling though, when she shared stories about dates she'd been on, I, I would just, it was the immediate reaction was, what the fuck? Why, you know, why would you go to a storage facility with a guy on a date? You know, like that's where you're going to get killed. Uh, but yeah. also, may, may I jump in and also say I apologize to any listeners who are named Trent and drive pickup trucks and are gay. I did not mean to stereotype <laughs> you. That was very unfair of me. I apologize to all the Trents and Trishes out there. We <laughs> deeply apologize for this blow you to the moon episode of Uber Senko. <laughs> What a, I mean, what a phenomenal detailed story. Uh, Nathan, you got your work cut out for you to, to tackle that number one. So, oh boy. Okay. Well, my number one is the fish switch. The fish <laughs> switch. So, so again, we're, we're talking Sorry. about, Sorry. we're talking about planning ahead here. So, start early, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is most effective if you live in a large city. You want, access to the largest populace you possibly can in order for this to work. Mm-hmm. First thing you're going to do, start scouting out every nursing home you can within a 50 mile radius. Done. Even <laughs> volunteer at as many as you can. Pick up as many shifts, early morning, late night, lunch break, whatever you can. Keep a tally of the nurse's shifts, their comings, their goings, the movements, the layout of the floor plan. All of that's going to be very important. Get to know the security code at the door. For any residents of the Roseville, Illinois nursing home, it is, uh, I believe it's 3421, has been since 1999 when my grandma who, (laughs) the first of my grandmas who lived there, if you want to get the fuck out, now's your chance. 3421, go for it. Um, So while you're in these nursing homes, from the jump, find out where all the residents with dementia are. Okay. Okay. Now, you're going to want to make a list of at least five of lookalikes of every grandparent in your life. Okay. Now, this is especially important if you have children. This is mostly for your kids. Whenever any given grandparent dies, you go to volunteer at the nursing home where their closest lookalike, saddled with dementia, is residing. (laughs) Tell them... (laughs) That you are their nephew from their spouse's side who's come to take them home, finally. It's finally happening. You start addressing them by the recently departed's name and feed them as many details as you can about their life. Approach the grandchildren in question. Tell them that grandma or grandpa's been going through a tough time and memory loss and confusion are just an unfortunate part of old age. And they may not recognize them at first and the details will be hazy, but it's still them and they still love you, even if they claim they've never seen you before. Now, repeat this process with your list of replacements 
until you feel your child is old enough to handle the cold, hard reality of death. Boom. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. This is like replacing the family dog with the same dog over and over until the person's 30 and it finally clicks for them that they've had the same dog since they were a child. Yo, I switched the fish. Is, yes. Yeah. So I am amazed <laughs> again at how much location scouting is needed for, for this to be pulled off <laughs> to just the pure devious nature of it just i love that's that's that part's great also you're not hurting one person you're hurting multiple people by lying to the child <laughs> and confusing the, the elderly person even more more people are being strung into this web of lies i love how dark this is <laughs> <laughs> Because instead of just ripping off the Band-Aid and explaining death, you instead get to subject the kid to grandma forgetting everything about you. And that (laughs) is similar to, I believe, Mitch, your number five of just presenting a child to new parents. Uh, Yep. We are just, we are are giving therapists so much money, (laughs) so much Mm -hmm. business for the road. I, uh, I'm deeply impressed. Well, and and I was thinking about it to get this this uh, senior citizen out of the nursing home. My first thought was like, oh, that's a bunch of uh, forging documents. But then, of course, I was like, oh no, you already know the security code, so you are so you're just like stealing an old person from a facility as well. Liberating, so have, liberating like, is the word I use. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Uh-huh. You're gonna have uh, uh, anti. Liberative, liberative uh, forces after you, aka the cops, being like, "We need to hunt down this this person who's gone missing from this facility." Um, But but I but I I'm siding with Brian here in that this takes a lot of cojones, and I respect you a lot for for putting this plan out there. I mean, this is how much I want to prevent my loved ones from feeling pain. I'm willing to go to these lengths. Oh, that's incredible. Um. I will say that uh, when my grandfather, when one of my grandfathers died, they did the open casket thing. And I have to say, I think that uh, I'd rather just look at a picture and see an urn rather than a, 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 a fully prepared, you know, um, stuffed with chemicals uh, body lying in a casket. Uh, and so death is hard to deal with. That's my point here, mm-hmm. and that's why this is such an ingenious plan. And <laughs> this would work, and your your kids would thank you for this when they're uh, fully grown adults. So thank you. Yeah, we finally <laughs> we finally got there. Talking about the horrifying process of embalming, Ubersinko <laughs> has now peaked. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry for future listeners. I don't know how we're going to be able to top this episode. I we've blown you, know, you to the moon. Uh, now we have to aim for Mars, and this is way too hard yeah. for us to do. What what a roller coaster at number ones, um, Nathan. Yours was so detailed, so dark, and made me laugh so much that I have to give you the full three points. And Mitchell, I uh, I feel like you kind of got roped into this situation. It wasn't really your plan. It was just kind of experienced 
didn't get as dark as I was like uh, hoping it would be for a number one. You know how uh, you got to appeal to my, my dark sense of humor here. So I can only give you one point for your number one, which brings Mitch to a total of 11 points for this entire round. Nathan, you are ending with 12. But the one mm. point lead, Nathan, is our winner today. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Recount, recount, recount. Uh, Stop the count. Stop the count. Stop the count. Let me file. Let me file an appeal. Okay, this woman who 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 I began a uh, a, a, a very um, on again off again text relationship with. She once sent me a a uh, a, a a cleavage pic. What? Is that does that give me an extra point back? Does that give me an extra point back? No, we don't do ties. This isn't some bullshit sport like soccer. Sorry. Oh, Moving on. Wow. Low blow. <laughs> All right, we are going on. We cannot go. We cannot leave today without revealing my fast five top projected seventies cop shows. It was the seventies, and they should have known better, but they didn't. Number five, <laughs> sleaze in the squeeze. <laughs> Uh, you don't even have to describe it you can just move on (laughs) I like that it's like god I have to say this now oh shit why did I write this oh crap (laughs) known to the precinct as Mike the Sleaze a take your wife to work day goes south as Mike's main squeeze has a better knack for solving crime than her ball and chain. Hitting the street is sleaze and squeeze. Crime ain't got nothing on matrimony. Moving on to number four. (laughs) (laughs) This is McDonald and Cat. Frank McDonald was a no-nonsense detective. Catherine was his partner and a woman. And he couldn't take her antics of having her own opinion and being independent. So he wished she would just go away. Unfortunately, Frank made his wish at midnight. And now Cat is a cat. McDonald and Cat. There's no stopping partners with nine lives. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Girls in blue. Girls in Blue was a great concept promoting female empowerment, but a trifle of studio notes and male execs turned this failed show into models with guns and no plot. A Charlie's Angels ripoff featuring an all-female police staff, the scantily clad crime fighters of Danger Beach, California, want to just do their job. But crime is up as their high heels sink into the sand, leaving DBPD with no arrests and uneven tan lines. A 1976 TV guide review of the pilot simply printed the word misogyny 500 times. Zero stars and eight (laughs) thumbs down. Number two. (laughs) Bulletproof face. (laughs) 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 After, After falling into a vat of steel, superhuman Rip Scarth emerged from the molten material relatively unscathed, but the steel became a part of him, leaving the man with a bulletproof face. This action-packed piece of garbage just showed bullets ricocheting off a Rip's face in every scene. What sounded so cool on paper was an overpriced comic book ripoff based on the back of a cereal box. Number one. Wow. Fitzgerald and the Slam Piece. (laughs) 
Pete Fitzgerald is a Chicago cop. His partner, Mary Winkle, is hot. He wants to bang her, but he's an asshole. So Fitzgerald can't get his slam piece. So instead, he slams his piece on the captain's desk and he quits. Fitzgerald and the slam piece. A man with a small penis quits the force in the pilot because his female co-worker won't sleep with him. Classic 70s. <laughs> and that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Oh, from old Irving Park has been Nathan Edenfent. And from deep within Sopico has been Mitch Brinkman. And I have been Brian Ernst. And as Bizbear always says, if you wanted fries, you should have ordered your own. Avita Zane and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.